Welcome to The Word Podcast. I'm Seth Williams. And I'm Brendan Ward. And we're here to discuss all things local real estate, legal, title, market, and really anything else we can come up with. So stick with us on this journey as we talk about The Word. Welcome to The Word. We're excited today. We have Angela Turpin, owner of Zelic Insurance with us today. What a name. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. My first podcast. So really? Yeah. Ours too. We hope to not disappoint. Uh, we can't guarantee that, however. Uh, so, Angela, we're super excited to have you. One of the things that Seth and I have been talking about sort of off the podcast uh, in our many uh, f- phone calls is the things, need... Things and stuff. Yeah, is the need for, for a better understanding about insurance and how important it is in this industry to have a very strong relationship with an insurance agent, which is how you landed in the seat. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I am, like I said, I'm super excited to be here and super excited to talk about insurance and whoever says that they're excited Listen, to talk you know, about insurance. I right? like a lot of weird things, insurance. <laughs> I like to learn about things. I have a lot yeah. of insurance. Yeah. Um, I enjoy a flood policy from time to time. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I don't enjoy I mean, those. I don't really enjoy yeah. them. But, but, but you I have, them. have come to accept them. A necessary evil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into that because that sometimes yeah. comes up in a in a purchase. Yeah, especially sure does. in this area. Yeah. Sure yeah. does. So, Angela, you're yeah. in a woman-owned insurance agency. Woman-owned, women-operated insurance agency. We are super proud of that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And a relatively new agency, right? Correct. We are actually celebrating four years this year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. I don't know a ton about insurance, but yeah. I do know that I think it's hard to get started, right? Like, it's not easy to just, like, say, I'm opening an insurance agency. Tell us how yeah, yeah. How this came about. Sure. So, I'll tell you a little bit about my background, which kind of yeah, brings me cool. to the insurance agency. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. So, I was telling Seth, and you know, I grew up in Lynn, and I grew up in an immigrant family. My dad was from Greece, and my dad um, was a little bit different than a lot of the other Greeks. He didn't get into pizza and roast beef. Auto body? He got uh, auto repair. Auto repair, okay. So I grew up in that environment with cars and auto repair, and then he slowly got into auto sales and then auto lending. And something we had always talked about as a family, right, was like, hey, insurance would really make sense and fit in with our business portfolio. But it never happened, and my dad died about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So the agency is four years old, so about six years ago, to your point, right, it takes a little bit of time to start an agency. I was it's almost at, unheard of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. I didn't realize it. But like people say that like, yeah. oh, you started like, wow. OK. And I'm like, yeah, you just take your time one step at a time. Right. And I was fortunate that I was able to take my time and do it like that. Um, but like six years ago, I was at a place in my life. My kids were getting a little bit older where I was like, hey, I can do this now. And just like that, like step by step. And of course, I have an amazing husband who supports me a thousand percent, my family and all of that. Um, so really, like I said, is he Greek? He's not. Oh, God. That, that's allowed? It, it's allowed. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was, yeah. Well, so my daughter, Stella, says to him when she was a little younger, Daddy, how did it feel for you to marry into our family? He's like, <laughs> you're my family, Stella. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm part of this family. So, um, you know, research, education, training, technology, licensing, all of yeah. that took me two years. I believe it. For sure. And then we launched in 2019, summer of 2019, uh, yeah, per- perfect time. Perfect timing yeah. for yeah. you know a world disaster, yeah. basically. <laughs> so you Tough. know it was hard, actually. It really was. So just as we started to take off, 
you know, the world implodes. What do you, yeah, I yeah. mean, so really once everything kind of settled down, it really was like we were starting over again from, sure, yeah. from day one. But I have an amazing team. I'm really very blessed with everything behind me. I mean, you never really do anything by yourself. You always yeah. have people behind you 100%. supporting mm-hmm. you and with you. Um, so the agency was born. Um, Zelik is a combination of my kids' names. Yeah, okay. Zoe, oh, Stella, okay. and Nicholas. He's uh, an IK. Uh, so like yeah, that. mom here. Right, mom. And, um, and It sounds s- like you bought it from somebody, well, right? Like Zelik Insurance. Like It sounds like it's been there forever. You know, you're not the first person to say yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. really, and, and I, I was just going for something that was meaningful for me. And yeah. um, so we are an independent insurance company, uh, agency. And so what does that mean? It means we get to work with a bunch of different insurance companies. And so we had to get those appointments. We had to yeah. earn those appointments, right? And that's not easy either. Um, but one of the things that was really beneficial to us was when I was doing my research into systems, I had already been through system conversions and all of that. So I'm like, you know, we're not going to do that. We're just going to start with the most robust system that we can and and take it from there. And that was actually to our benefit because the carriers were really impressed that we Mm. were starting off like that with, you know, top-notch system. Yeah, right? So that was a big deal. And we landed our carriers and we have access to a bunch of carriers and um, we have as many systems automated as we can, which is huge. So, yeah, so some of like the legacy agencies are maybe on older systems and there's not as much automation happening. Yeah. So, you know, we're really lucky, I think, to have all that. Now, what's the process? um, And thanks for sharing, obviously. What's the process for getting appointed by a carrier? I feel like that can be... It sounds horrible. As a a small business starting. I feel like a lot of people just try and, like, white label some nationwide platform. So, just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, what we did was we looked into the different carriers and, and... who we wanted to represent. Um, Because of the background I had through the car dealership, I was already experienced working with a lot of different carriers and I had an idea of which ones I liked and which ones I didn't like. So I approached the ones that I did like and um, it was really just meeting them, multiple meetings, conversations, business plan, systems in place, um, and they decide whether or not they want to take you. So they were impressed enough with the operation and with the plans to cool. give us the appointments, yeah. yeah. Super cool. So, and in, in when you started, yeah, was it just you or did you have a whole team? So, no, we had a smaller team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, one of the things that, that I know Seth and I talk about at length as, as both being business owners that are, like, trying to constantly evaluate our businesses, grow our businesses, looking at processes, I think that, that we both share a lot of, like, excitement about yeah. process and, and systems and technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making that first hire or like when, when did you know as an entrepreneur and business owner that like you needed somebody other than Angela to make this business grow? Oh, I knew that right away. I, there, that wasn't even a question. So um, just through the research I had done, I knew that I would not be able to sell and to do the quoting. It really is two different things. And if you're going to do it successfully, you can't do them both. Hmm. So I knew that right off the top. So a bold yeah. first step, right? So like you're yeah. already into this for yeah. some money. If you're 100%. hiring somebody yes. right off the bat, you're... Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. So when I say my husband was behind me, he was behind <laughs> me, yeah. Um, so our first hire was... 
was actually Angel Santiago. Shout out to Angel. Um, and I interviewed different people, met different people. But a funny story about Angel, when I met him and did the interview with him, and he said something. It was kind of wise-assy, and I kind of liked that. I'm like, <laughs> what did oh. He, say? he made a comment. I think he called me Mrs. Turpin, but the way he did it, I was like, I think he did that in a smart-ass way. I think I like him, right? A little sassy. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. right. And so we just clicked, and, and we were a great team to begin with. And, and Angel is more part-time now, um, but we had a lot of fun starting the agency together. And, and it was, yeah. And, and what industry did he come from? Insurance. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Now, yeah. prior to this, yeah. like, did you know about interviewing? Like, had you ever had any formal experience or, or training in, like, how to hire people and how to work with people and how to manage people. Yeah. So okay. I grew up in, in the business yeah. and, and we are small business owners yeah. and all of that. And, but for specifically for insurance, that was again, part of my research. What am I looking for? Suggestions, information, all of that. So, I mean, it, when I say it was two years of research, it was two years of everything research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're better than me. I mean, I just so jump into things and I'm like, sure. You like, you can handle my swearing. You're hired. So I mean, that's like my strategy. only question in an interview is like, what's your tolerance for inappropriate language? You, don't you should ask that question, you know. Oh, I do. Yeah. I li it's literally the only it's question I ask. Like most people are interviewed by other I people and I then I come in. I say profanity. Uh, <laughs> I say inappropriate. Yeah, no, it's legit. Runs the gamut. It's fair. Yeah. I think inappropriate insinuates more inappropriateness uh, I don't than know. profanity. More of a profanity guy at heart. Oh, me too. But I something else may want yeah. to be said. Yeah. This is what happens. We end up just talking about nothing. Yeah. But, but, but it, it is all important, right? Because well, like as a yeah, business owner, you don't yeah. want to create an environment right. that is, you know, right. has yes. you walking on eggshells. Yes. And, Agreed. You know, like we're Writing all Writing the wrong things on the whiteboard in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got yelled at for that one day. <laughs> so that's why I liked his smart assy. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you knew yeah. it would be a culture fit, yeah. right? Yes. And I know yes. you talk a lot about culture fits and yes. making sure that, that yes. people understand your vision. And, and yeah. I'm trying to work on that. So, yeah, you yeah know. culture is super important, I think. Um, listen, we're all working for ourselves, which yeah. what, what did you do before uh, insurance? Yeah, you so always in the car? Yeah, always car lending, yeah. car business. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, and was that independent business? Like, yes. you got you yeah, yeah. it too, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so just coming from different backgrounds, I find like it's super weird to try and uh, grow your small business, have a culture fit, work less than you were when you were maybe employed at not your company or something. So it's just it's just really strange. And so we we try and over index on like how hard people work and and like their ability to kind of treat and uh, treat all of us like family and kind of yeah. contribute um, in any any way, shape or form. Probably uh, more so than performance, which might be an issue, but um, I think that's where it starts, just to, to get a good foundation, right? And ideally, you can you can pivot off the rest of it. But yeah, small business is hard. Yeah. So what's the first few years been like for yeah. you guys? Yeah, so after we got through that first hurdle Stuff. after COVID and all of that, it's been awesome. That's like good. It's been really great. It's just a hustle, hustle, hustle. We are just putting ourselves out there. And, you know, when you get comfortable doing something and then you start doing something new, you have to do new things and you have to step outside of that box. Yeah. And some things are hard to do. Like, you know, we've talked about the Facebook videos. Mm -hmm. and that's super hard for me to do, but I know it's important. And I've slacked off a little bit on it, but have to get back on it. But What's the, hard about it for you? Um, 
oh my God, just everything, right? Like seeing myself, hearing myself. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. And oh, how I looked and my outfit and my hair and all of it, right? And my I'm sure you everything. looked great. And am I conveying everything I want to convey and saying it, you know, concisely in less yeah. than 60 seconds? Yeah. Like, Sorry. You yeah. you get you get better at it though. Yeah, well, that's the it's thing. Like you any do. other skill. Yeah, exactly. I, I think people. Um, I got to be honest with you. I don't think there's one insurance person I follow on social who's posting at all. I can't think of any. Right. So if yeah. you think about it, like yeah. if you're the person who's adding any level of value, you're better than the next. And so uh, you just got to understand that. Like that's where I come from. Like no one, and I and I think people actually care if you're just super authentic. Yeah. Sure. Like your cooking videos this weekend. I was so excited. So Seth and I have been encouraging it. Seth is a great cook and Ooh. loves cooking. Ooh. And we've been talking about like how to add some of our authentic selves into our social media. Yeah, just like you just got to post it. No one gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. It, it, it's like in people's minds for 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. That's I, the thing. Right. It just ends like at all this content. Even like the content that we're creating, like it, li yeah. it lives on the internet for ever. Right. Uh, no, for a flash, like, and then it's. I mean, obviously, you can find it, so you don't want to do something bad. But like, it's just out of the out of the feed so fast. So, yeah, the people that put so much time into it, it's like you just gotta post it. Yeah, you have to get out of your own head. I agree. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of the things I do is I keep a notebook with me, and as I like think of a thing that Different is ideas. interesting, yeah. I just write them down, and then yeah. like I batch content. So like one day I'll just do a whole bunch of. Well, you had given me that suggestion, yeah. and so I, you know, I was doing that, and then I, well, I started off doing, like, outfit changes and everything. I'm like, oh, this is way too much work. Way too I much. I don't care. Yeah, no you one know? Gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. This is, like, the level of thought I was putting into it. It was, like, crazy. Yeah. So it's so much easier not having that level of thought and just, just you know, spewing out the information I want to say, so. You just need Angel on one side and one of these yeah, little things yeah. at your desk yeah, yeah. and just... Well, just do it. My daughter, Zoe, is the one that does all the um, video production for me oh, with cool. our wow. fancy iPhone, you yeah. know. That's <laughs> all it takes. Yeah, right, right. I recently upgraded to one better camera. Yeah. That was it. But yeah, yeah we've been doing iPhone the whole time. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's better than any camera that came out two years ago. And, yeah. and, you know, to your point, too, it does make it more authentic. And I think that people can uh, really appreciate it. No doubt. So, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So where do, you, where do you get a lot of your business from now? Yeah, so it's... Really, all of our business is organic. We it's don't awesome. buy any leads. I, I've, we've never bought a lead. Um, it is truly networking, truly just putting our names out there, meeting people. We are constantly out. We're doing a lot of first-time homebuyer seminars. We do, Emily is our producer, so our mm -hmm. salesperson. Um, she does a lot of education. So, so our agency, we really focus on education, customization and service and i think that it really shows in the work that we do and the referrals that we get and the and the business that we get so we don't you're, we're not going to have somebody call us and with an address and then we're going to send them a quote 15 minutes later oh you just don't bang those out oh no 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 oh. no you have to be on the phone with us for like a good 30 minutes we're gonna go through oh yeah can someone else have that call yeah. with you yeah. Sounds hard. It sounds it's, terrible. No, but you know what? I like talking to people so um, and learning a little bit about them because you want to make sure that they are insured properly. Sure. And the way to do that without asking you know, all the questions is just having the conversation. Yeah. Tell us about the house. Tell us what you do, how much entertaining you think you're going to do, and all of that. Do you have a swimming pool? Obviously, right, we need to know right. things like that. Um, but just talk us through the house. And it does. It takes like 20, 30 minutes. And then... We really want the client to tell us what they want for coverages. So we go through what 
you know, what we suggest, but you tell us what you think will never happen to you, right? That's your responsibility. Like we tell you what we think you should have, uh, but you tell us whether or not you think you need it. And um, when, I think when you give that no pressure approach, people always want more coverages because they, yeah. you know, when I say, well, I don't know what will never happen to you. Do you know what will never happen? No, I don't good, either. Good, so I like that yeah, line. See? Right? So, um, Learn something new every day. Yeah. That's why yeah. we do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we have a lot of fun with it. The um, I was just looking quickly at your yeah. uh, your Google profile. Right, you get some healthy reviews on there. Yeah, how long yeah. have you guys been working on that? Oh, um, I would say like like really working on that a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that it, it significantly helps the business? Yeah, I think yeah. so for sure. It gives us credibility. It, it helps improve the the SEO optimization. All 100%. of that. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like that's I. Do you find that like literally you have a lot of direct calls from like local people who just see you online or you think it's more like the referral based? It's more referral yeah, yeah, based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you a question, yeah. but now I can't remember what it is. I, I have one. So yeah. you started with Angel. Yeah. And then I heard you say you, you have a, another person yeah, that does sales. Yeah, we have a couple sales. more people. Yeah. So like go through the thought process and when you knew it was time to hire that next person. Oh, yeah. So... You know, kind of after COVID and when everything settled down, like right then we knew because we had everything in place and we needed to take off now and we had to catch up now too. Like we were not where we thought we were going to be. Um, so we were looking for a salesperson and, you know, I think that most things can be learned, but you can't learn sales, right? Mm -mm. You either have it or you don't. And so for sales, I was looking for somebody with sales experience and we will teach you insurance. Mm -hmm. And so I met Emily who had sales experience. She came from a hospitality background and was looking to make a change because she lost her job in COVID. Mm. If you can work in hospitality, you can do anything. anything. People are so horrible to people yes. that work in hospitality. <laughs> yes. I think that the people that work in hospitality have the best demeanors, make the best employees, they're hard workers, oh, they yes. have usually phenomenal personalities like that. I, I love hospitality employees as employees. I, you know what, her level of patience is far surpasses my level of patience. Sometimes I hear the things, I'm like, ah, Emily, I wouldn't have done that. I, uh, you know, I get so impatient. Um, yeah. But she just, you know, she just has yeah. such a wonderful way about her and she's so conscientious and so patient. You can't not beloved her. So she is our salesperson. And then Angel's, you know, he has stepped back. He's more part-time. His true passion was really IT. So he mm. stepped into an IT role. And we're super excited for him, super proud of him. And so, so we have Sophia, who does our quoting. So she's the account manager. And she does all the behind-the-scenes work and making sure that we're finding the right quotes with the right coverages for the best prices. And that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I'm constantly looking at is, like, when when do I need that next person, right? Yeah. Like, when is the work enough that, that it will support that person? And when, when, when do I take a leap of, you know, taking on the salary and yeah. uh, not knowing whether or not it's going to pay for itself or it's going to, you know, reflect well on our uh, balance sheet? So I'm always interested to hear how the other people are, are analyzing that. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, we're 
becoming increasingly busy and there's that's a good problem yeah, to have. it's a good problem yeah. and i know there's a little bit of chatter behind my back like you think there'll be another account manager coming <laughs> uh, i'm not ready for it yet i think the team is ready for like maybe a part-time mm. person um but i think i'd like to see some more growth first before we take that step yeah. Do you, um, I presume insurance is like forever compounding in the sense that like, obviously you have recurring revenue of yeah. sorts, right? So you got to think that you're probably around the corner from that additional. Right, right. So person, because, right. right. So be, we're, because we're not a legacy agency, right. we don't have those, you know, right. years of refer, uh, renewals behind right. us. So it's starting now. Exactly. And, yeah. and we lost a good year with everything, you know, after yeah. COVID. No so, um, correct. Yeah. in insurance the personal lines, it's very transactional. It's not, you know, these huge commission amounts. It has to be yeah. volume, yeah, right? Yeah, no doubt. And so that volume builds up over time as well. Yeah. What do you, um, how do you guys manage like existing clients' yeah. portfolios, right? Because I think uh, as a dude with too many insurance policies, um, I suppose in a good way, like it's, I find it so difficult to manage the, a litany of different renewal dates, escrow, non-escrow, yeah. mortgage providers, reselling mortgages and updating, right? Like, how do you guys go through the process of, of servicing your existing clientele? So if you have multiple properties, right, and you're maybe shopping, that's a nice time to maybe now have everything at one renewal date because yeah. there's no penalties involved for changing policies um, midterm. Now, what would be a pain in that situation is the escrow, but we yeah. handle that. And there might be some phone calls back and forth at the beginning until you can kind of get that smoothed over. But that would be one way to get all your renewals, you know, like in one month, if that's what you're yeah. going for. Um, on our end of that, what we do is because we have, you know, a newer system, everything is automated. And so the the uh, perimeters that we put in place for policy renewals is about 45 to 60 days before the renewal. So we're contacting you about six, seven weeks before your policies begin to re renew. And we can have those conversations at that point. You're like, hey, this is so annoying. You're calling me, you know, yes. multiple times. Yes. Right. What can I we don't do? answer those calls? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want well we text yeah. we we text when you don't answer yeah. because we know that you won't answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> People like to text, yeah. so we get a lot of responses with yeah, with 100%. texting. Yeah, and email, eh, you know, a little bit. Texting is huge, yeah. and our system um, captures the texting. So, yeah. I mean, this is one thing I need to get better about. I use my personal phone for everything now. I don't gotta, have. And you got to use the CRM one. Yeah, day, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know. Yeah. I'm trying. What it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're all works. Well, you know, it's yeah. tough, right? Like at yeah. certain points, certain clients or previous clients get to a certain point where they have your info and then you, a lot of people, and I talk about this with the agents because we do something very similar. Yeah. A lot of the times this is like an, an agent complaint. Well, they already have my iPhone. You know, I, I don't want to do it. You, like literally if Brendan today called or texted me from another number, it was like, hey, it's Brendan. I'm just calling from my other phone. Yeah. I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Right. And I don't think the clients do either. Like there's all, like, I don't think so either. They don't. That, yeah. That's another example with the video. It's like, that's a, that's a you problem. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. where like yeah. you're worried what they're going to yeah, say. I was yeah. like, and then I, you know, I, I think I legit have like 17 phone numbers between different CRMs and stuff. Like I don't care. And, and like, you know, who's a great example of this? No. Martin. 
Yeah. That dude has oh, more. Oh yeah. That she, dude has more. Phone Angela numbers. knows Martin too. Yeah. You know Martin. Yeah. 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 Like when he was tra- when he was prospecting for my business back in the day, like that I blocked more phone numbers than I thought. I was like, how do you have so many freaking phone numbers, <laughs> he Marty? He does the Google numbers. Yeah. Is that like, what he does? Know, but, but like I don't know what he does. He's probably he's like a whack a mole too. Like yeah, you like you think you knocked him down, yeah. and he like pops up he somewhere pops else. I'm like, yeah. what do you want, Martin? Like so you know. But that's a good example. I like I never cared. What number he came, you know, I just yeah. kept blocking different ones. <laughs> and then, oh, by the way, eventually I, I needed the dude and I just went to unblock them and I got a hold of him. Right. So, um, so like, I don't know, that's just such a, uh, an us problem. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I think, but yeah, it's nice when it's all to catch all communication is, is in the CRM. Right. So, but yeah, I, I, I personally would imagine like a huge growth opportunity for any insurance provider would be proactively managing that book yeah and how do you you know i've i've had great insurance people i've had terrible insurance people and like the terrible ones like insurance is lapsing you know because they don't do you know they're collecting the money and they don't send it bad they were fired and then i i have obviously a great one now but um like the folks that are like hey by the way i saw that your policy is coming up 60 days from now i'm sure i'm shopping it out yeah like i i hope to save you some whatever it is yeah and obviously insurance i feel like is so far like a race to the bottom with coverage but um you know so like that's the stuff that i find i just hate the applications like why do i have to fill out they're like can't you fill it out for me like why do i have to fill it out every time i just docusign them yeah. Oh, my agent makes me fill them out. No, we go through the questions uh, because we know people don't want to do it. No. So we ask you, you the take questions. It on the phone. And yeah, we do it on the yeah, phone. Yeah. That's uh, why it's a 30 minute conversation. And then hopefully oh once gosh. you do it once. Yeah. Then but like on our E and O policy, like they make me refill oh. out the application that, every well, year and I have a I have like a brawl that's uh, with the insurance agent. That's not a fun app either. No, yeah, it's no. like twenty pages. Yeah, that's horrible. We and I, I have to like do reports from the billing yeah. system and it's like a nightmare. I agree. I you know what? I don't enjoy my E and O. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's where like Every business I feel like has moved so far away in the last 10 years from customer service into like AI automation, mm, yeah. you know, VAs, whatever it is. And I just, the customer service like aspect of it is back so hard right now. And I think if, if, if anybody can be that differentiator where they're truly, you know, serving the client in any way, shape or form, Hey, I saw that your coverage was coming up. I couldn't save you money, but I could increase your coverage because homes have appreciated oh. 20%. Well, that's a, that's that a, a point that I wanted to, yeah. to really get into. Like, like, you know, if you're, if I, as long as I don't have to cut you a check and you did that, I'm like, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. Right? And like, that's such a valuable checkpoint versus like, what are you going to do? Call your client and be like, did you buy anything? Are you planning? You know, how do you add more policies? Sell them umbrellas? You know what I mean? Like it's just, well, everybody needs an umbrella. True. Which I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. uh, in a little bit, but you know, it's just tough. So I feel like that's, that's such a great, clientele touch point of how you can create ancillary business and in my personal experience other than other than one insurance provider i've never had that yeah and you know what to your point about customer service we recently just gained two clients because they were able to come into the office um their prior agent had become appointment only and they didn't like that Mm. um so he called and he said can i just come in he said yeah like i can come in now yeah you can come in anytime you want anytime yeah two clients just now and your office is in salem yeah we're we're we're, um right on bridge street so nice yeah so so one of the things that i've been sort of having nightmares about with with our (laughs) clients right is like how often are the insurance agents looking at their reconstruction costs and their their value if there's a loss right so 
in in the last you know five years if you bought your house five years ago and you haven't looked at any of your oh, yeah. your premium like your yeah. declarations page is that what it's called yeah you know yeah. You, there's a lot going on listen to you yeah. we call it a deck page a deck yeah. page if you haven't looked at Come your on. deck page yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could be screwed you could be screwed well, you i wanna, think a lot of people are probably in an interestingly bad poorly insured position yeah, you want to make sure you're right insured to value. And so you're looking at those coverages. And so if you're, you know, if you're looking at it yearly, then you have a pretty good idea. But like you said, if you just bought your home, if you bought your home like five years ago, nobody's looked at it, you are probably underinsured. Right. And that first coverage, like the property coverage, the dwelling coverages, that affects everything else under that. So if you're underinsured on the structure the building the house itself you're going to be underinsured for the other coverages right below that as well so it's not just the house but it's everything inside the house it's everything around the house that you're going to be underinsured and that's, for that's part of the problem right because yeah. i think when you're when anyone's going to close cash yeah. to close yeah. always important unless you're just made of money or whatever but the the reality is you're trying to everyone's like i just need the best quote the best quote the best quote the best yeah. quote so next thing you know you know who's insured is the freaking bank Right. The bank's covered, yeah. right? Because they were at a certain loan money. to value yeah. of uh, yeah. of rebuild or resale cost whenever you took that note out. And the reality is, like, I'm sure everyone else other than the actual consumer is going to be good. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah. you know what? It's not just the property itself, but it's the liability. It's Right? So there's also liability coverage on a homeowner's insurance yeah. policy. And the typical person needs that liability coverage because you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars right. sitting in an account in the event. Right? Why would yeah. I need liability and, coverage? And I'm also wow. chasing the cheapest auto policy yeah. with minimum liability. Yeah. Right. And then right. I go after your homeowners, I think, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So if, you know, if you it's get like into a horrendous, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, cause you see the policies every day, you see the, the yeah. binders and you see a little yeah. bit of the coverages, but if you're involved in a horrendous accident, you're texting and driving and you hit a lawyer and a state lawyer at a Lynn me. and, not me. <laughs> Texting and, and driving? Te yeah. I talked to, I, I talk to the I would never. Apple CarPlay. I see yeah. that. I yeah. see that. Sent by Siri. Right. I did um, actually hit somebody while texting when I was driving. Should, I rear-ended them. Should you, be, should you be talking about this? Yeah, it's fine. So I rear-ended them right on... Um, Right across the street from my office. Dude, the, I got rear-ended across yeah. the street from your office. It wasn't me. I didn't do it, to be clear. So I, I, I'm i texting. Icy. It was before I... It was like several cars ago, so it didn't before have like any of that auto car. stop stuff. That saved me a few times. I had the same kind of car as my last one, but it just didn't have all the tech in it yet. And um, so I hit this car, and I go, let's pull over and exchange information. So I start to pull over. The guy took off. Like oh. he, it was, uh, I hit and he ran that mass and it was that so new, good. That new Massachusetts driver's license <laughs> yeah. law might be saving you. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. It, it, it would not save me. The, right, the reason now. I was saved oh, then is because right. yeah. he couldn't have a uh, license right. probably. Yeah. But like he drove away, I didn't have to file an insurance claim. I uh, went to Olympic Auto Body, paid for it. You know, I was like, I don't care if it's like yes. how much it costs, just yes. fix it. It was great. I want to, I want to continue this conversation yeah. so you continue to. I don't know. Omit fault on on the record. I mean, the guy took there off. I tried to do the right thing and report it and yeah. file an he's accident like, report. Let me give you my name. And yeah. He's like, I don't need it. We're, said, we're good. We're I we, actually said, why don't we pull over and I'll call the police. Were we working together <laughs> when I ran over a small car in Somerville? No, but I think I want to hear that story. So this is a completely unrelated, but it's an auto accident story. So maybe there is, there's some insurance ties here. Yeah. So mm -hmm. before the Tahoe. Yeah. Which is what I currently drive. Yeah. 
I for some reason drove a Chevy twenty five hundred heavy duty. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I knew you when you had like, that. which I thought was going to be cool. It was not cool. It was very large. Yeah, too big. Full f- f- quad, quad, full four doors. Yeah, full bed. Yeah, trying to drive in the city. Yeah, not the smartest thing in the world. I mean, it's not that so, much smaller than your car and car. Let, oh, just to be clear. Yes, it is. It is. Oh yeah, hundred oh. percent, much smaller. Oh really? So yep. Mm-hmm. So I get a, I put a listing on in Somerville on yeah. Broadway. Yeah, we Somerville folks, and I get pinged by Redfin. I'd like to show your property at like 7 p.m. It was my birthday. Ooh, dedicated <laughs> agent right there. December 5th oh, for those paying attention. Yeah, getting ready for Christmas. And so I was like, whatever, I guess I'll go show it. I talked to the seller. They're happy with it. Yeah, fine, we'll leave the house. And so I, I get in my stupid truck, and I, and I start driving to Somerville. And I was on the phone with Kristen, mm-hmm. the transaction coordinator, about mm-hmm. something else. And I found myself in the left lane when I needed to turn right. On a, oh. on a very normal two-lane road. What so, could go wrong? So I did what any responsible driver would is I what? checked my blind spot. Yeah. Checked my mirror. And, and, it, and the light wasn't on? And the, the light did not exist. <laughs> oh. Also because of technology. Thank yeah. you, technology. Thank today. you, technology. Um, and I just, from the left lane, took a right. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> on a two-lane road. Yeah. What, what Somerville. Could, what could yeah. go wrong? In my blind spot, yeah. which I was so high up I could not see, <laughs> was a lowered Mercedes Benz. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Take, take, also taking a right. Yeah. In which I literally drove over his hood and his car needed to be towed. Yeah. Wow. In front of the Christmas tree store. There's a Christmas no, no, tree no, shop? No, no, oh, not a Christmas oh, tree. I was like, there's there a Christmas. There was a parking lot. Where they where sold Christmas trees? Yes. Oh, and it was super which, busy. Which had several detail police officers standing <laughs> out in front of. Oh. So we, pu- we pulled over because it's, it sounded like I hit a small kitten. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was shocked when I noticed that I all but totaled this poor kid's Mercedes. Um, like what kind of Mercedes? It was it was probably like an eighty thousand dollar like nice oh a good one oh. yeah. yeah it was a little yeah. bit older but it was like dude it was like, like an AMG like a C yeah. AMG coupe it, or it, something it literally could not have been an inch off the ground oh. and I he was so he was so low how my, old was said person not that old yeah you can't get out of a car that low like I couldn't <laughs> I, could, I couldn't get out I of a car get in, that was lower I couldn't get in the car <laughs> if it was that low yeah so that was interesting. Mind you, I'm going to a showing. Yeah. So this is why I hate You were like, I got to go. Yeah, on <laughs> your birthday. What happened. <laughs> so I look over and I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, why'd you, I, I, did I get to be honest with you? I looked and I just, you weren't there. Yeah. Like I, I'm up here, you're down here. Just on, honest, mis- I put my blinker on. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like. Why didn't you see yeah, my blinker? Right? And then literally this cop comes sprinting across the street and just like starts screaming at me. I go, oh. I go dude, why are you yelling? It's, it was an accident. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. The guy's car is an inch off the ground. How is that legal, by the way? And I, I st- would assume it's not. <laughs> so this dude got in trouble because his car was, like, super freaking illegal. Ah. I, I looked at my car. Not a scratch on this thing because I, I just drove over it like yeah. a speed bump. You didn't even pop a tire. I was still on the phone with Kristen. <laughs> I, go, I, I go, I just ran over somebody. I got you back. <laughs> and uh, I literally just I was like, hey, dude, I, I don't mean to be that guy, but, like, can I go? Do you guys need me here? And they're like... <laughs> No. And I was like, Deuces. here's my ID. Yeah. And he yeah. filled out the report. 
luckily no citation. Ooh, oh. that is wow. very lucky. So no wow. points. Well, well, still like an yeah, accident. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been in an yeah. accident in a while. And uh, except for I, that hit and run. I, <laughs> I <laughs> but I hit and he ran. I proceeded I didn't run. to my destination, yeah. of which, of course, oh, did they buy? Like Redfin does. They didn't show up. They oh. fucking didn't show up. Oh, it would have been better if they put in an offer. Nope. Nope. So I got there, oh. crushed this dude's Mercedes on my birthday, wasted yeah. my entire evening. Got a surcharge. Insurance goes up. And I was like, fucking Redfin. Yeah. Oh, man. So, well, on that, right, your auto policy, there is coverage for damage to, you know, other property. And if that was an $80,000 car and you only had coverage for like 50000 that person would have been screwed if they didn't yeah. have enough coverage for underinsured. Mm. So it all just kind of comes together. Are there, um, like. Yeah. They could have sued you. Yeah. So the thing I talk a lot with about about with yeah. clients is like I don't know about you but when I go to work in the morning there are so many people out on their bikes oh my gosh right and it those are usually here we go rich uh, white people right that usually have high paying jobs and yes. high paying jobs are expensive targets yes. lost because wages. lost wages yes. can yes. be big claims so if you hit a venture capitalist oh, on yes. their $12,000 titanium bicycle yeah. specialized listen elite. no joke yeah. have you been through downtown salem you can no not i don't drive. go through downtown salem or like yeah. boston street and lynn i don't go to those areas the you convinced me to not go on Boston Street. Oh, it's by the, the worst. And then oh, you know what happened? Yeah. I got rear-ended in front of your office. Oh, that was just because it was an icy hill. It was also on yeah. my birthday. Unrelated. That also, oh you only get an accident on your birthday. Wait, Listen. how did I not know that piece? I don't know. This is getting better. It was fun. Yeah. There are bike lanes in my Salem brand, brand in between um, vehicle lanes. So you have to cross the bike lane to take the turn. I mean, it is craziness, craziness. And why? Hey guys, so we good, good news. Why? Yeah. I finally got an offer on that property. Oh, thank oh. you, thank you, Woo-hoo. agent. Nine minutes left from the di- from the same agent or a different one? Yeah, of course, it's from oh, okay. Of course, it's nice. from um, thanks for the offer, pal. Thank thanks you. For, thanks for thanks for being. Tune a in next week. Yeah, thanks. Well, when we talk about how to fill out an offer, um, <laughs> the we we had a yeah. guest on who is a proponent of bicycles. Okay. I not so much. Uh, I agree. With yeah, you. so like Not in downtown so Lynn, where they yeah. have put in all those crazy bike lanes yes. and taken away lanes yes. of traffic, so their perception was that we need to change our relationship with the roads. Well, I think the bikers need to watch out for my car. It's you know what? There's a lot. So I downtown Salem, you have a very busy downtown. You have outdoor seating now that kind of goes takes into in, the street. Takes away lanes. Correct. Yeah. Now you have the bike paths yeah. or the bike lanes, whatever you call them, and then the cars, and then the pedestrians that don't pay attention. You want to talk about distracted driving. There are distracted pedestrians. Have you seen people cross the street? They have their hoodie on. They're looking down. They're not. I saw somebody get hit, and I... Dude. In a crosswalk? No. Oh, wasn't good. in a crosswalk. <laughs> I was watching him cross, totally not paying attention, and I said, this car in front of me is going to hit him, and it happened. I, it wasn't. It wasn't the driver's fault. The kid was not. Did you stay attention. to give the police a report? I did. I did. Yeah, of course I you did. did. Yeah. You're like I can't. I can't let you no, get charged for no. that. No. Yeah. I was recently. This was actually a couple months ago. I checked out a property, and it's had kind of a busy curve in the road. And I stepped to the curb. I was on my phone. And I was like, I looked both ways. Okay, that's good. I looked this way again. I looked down at my phone. And I went to take one step, and a car came flying around the corner, 
in like that two second mm-hmm. window yeah. of me yeah. delaying to look back down at my phone. And I literally, it was this, it was the strangest and scariest thing ever. <laughs> like literally I took a step in the road. This guy probably like was a centimeter from my foot. And I literally just took a step right back. Like it was the, like the it was the strangest thing in the world. Yeah. Anyway, yes, th- people th- should not be on their phones when they cross yeah. the street. Well, no, but I think you bring up an interesting topic, right? Is like agents. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of this when we were talking about like what to talk, like yeah, to yeah. prep for this, but like agents are in their cars all the time, right? They're, they're constantly moving around, showing yeah. properties. Sometimes they're traveling with clients, right? Like what does an agent need to think about in terms of their own policies and their mm. own auto? Like I think we really were just thinking about like the consumer and the buyer and like agents having a relationship with you to help their clients. But what should agents that are driving around all the time. Yeah. Like, what should they be looking for and looking at? Yeah, so, I mean, do you have a personal auto policy or do you have a commercial auto po- policy? Personal. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> should it not be a personal one? I, you just want to be really careful then that you have, like, super high coverages because you're doing a lot of driving mm. and you have, do you have people in the car with you too? Rarely. Okay, well, that's good. So, just. What about other agents? Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I have an like umbrella. employees. I have an umbrella policy. Yeah. What if your employees Am are I in safe? your car? Am I safe? And it, well, it depends now. Are you doing work things or are you doing... Well, we're not going to get our hair yeah. braided. <laughs> so you might want to look at, right? So if you have employees in your car and you're, you're, you're going on showings, now it's a work ride. And so you, are, you get into a car accident and you're found at fault and uh, you were negligible and you ruined this person's life and now that they that now they can't work, right? What if they never <laughs> sold anything anyway? <laughs> what if they're a 1099 employee? Well, that's different. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Now okay. we're talking. Okay. Silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> um, I what if we're writing the car off through the business, but the insurance is personal? Yeah, what if we do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think you need, yeah, we need a tax pro- accountant on here. Could this be provided? No, 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 yeah. from the insurance side. Like, do they oh. care who pays for the car? No. Oh, no. Okay. Or no. the insurance premium? As long as no. it's paid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As long as it's paid. We don't see who pays it. All right, no. good. Yeah, yeah. So few. Yeah. Increase that umbrella policy, Seth. It's like $3 million. Okay, you can go up to five. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just. I mean, it's not that expensive yeah, to bump not. an umbrella, it's right? Not. Like, it's. No. It might only be $2 million. Yeah, dude. You should, yeah. That's like, it's just the umbrella. So we have clients that own, you know, multiple properties that have more than that. And they're not business owners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All it takes is one VC guy on a bicycle. Or, you know, workers comp, business, building, property. Uh, What about um, the one cyber liability? Cyber mm. liability. Oh yeah, that's a big one that's that we have. Insurance. For oh that? yeah. Well, you probably have that on your E and O. No, we have a separate. We have to have a separate policy because because yeah. you take people's checking accounts. Yeah. You send out deposit mm-hmm. links. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I'm sure it's all it's super th- protected. It's but through a third party. They should have insurance. They should, but you might want it too. No, I think that you do need it, Seth. Stop, everybody, stop. <laughs> But these are the conversations that yeah. a good insurance agent has with a business owner. And that's why the conversations are 30 good minutes. Good thing this thing's over in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, I don't need another insurance yeah. bill. So, yeah. you know, one of the, we, we hit on one of the major things I wanted yeah. to talk about is like for, for people that have bought their house yeah. a while ago, like make yeah, sure yeah. you look at what yeah. your policy yeah. limits sure. are. Like the cost of reconstruction has gone up. Like for what's sure. the average cost to build new construction? I mean, I think if you could build for 250 a square foot, you'd probably be in good a good place 
yeah, two, two to three hundred, maybe three hundred, yeah. maybe even yeah. three fifty. It depends. Yeah. I think it depends on the property. You know, you're rebuilding in Weston, something. You know, I'm in sure it's not three fifty a foot. You, you right. know what I'm saying? Versus if you're doing some stick two family or something in in Lynn, we're re- seeing more know. like three fifty. Are you really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, that's crazy. And, and it's not just the you know the actual coverages themselves, but you want to make sure that you have the additional. Hopefully. Someone just drove into this building and we're insured. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we can get all the things. Wouldn't that be sick? Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> Maybe they hit some cars, too. We can get oh, new cars. Yeah. I would love that. You just got a new car. I know, but I'm ready for another one. Okay. Yeah, all no, right. Like Let's back on track. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, homeowner's insurance policies, right? You have your basic coverage, but that doesn't cover everything, right? right. Nothing ever does, but... Um, so you can add different endorsements, different optional De- coverage. You can detail yeah, things. You can de- yeah. customize, educate, Like, what customize? about a place to live if your house burns down? So, like, there's a VRBO yeah. across the street from me. Yeah, yeah. And the people living in it are living there because their house they burned down. They got displaced, down. yeah. Right? But, like, if I had to go rent a house, yeah. A, I'm not going to be, like... Furnished. It's not going to be anything affordable, like to be comparable yeah. to my house. So you have that coverage loss of use yeah. built into just a basic um, homeowner's insurance policy. Right, but I've never looked at how much they're yeah. going to give me. So when we were talking about how the dwelling coverage. Red roof ends pretty nice. I mean, my insurance coverage probably that's what I'm You can I'm always hop into this. Get, get something yeah. close to the office. The state bridge suites. You know. Like a loft in uh, downtown Lynn. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Be nice. Is that something you can up your endorsement on? Yeah, well, so. All right, so loss of use is, is going to be tied to your dwelling coverage. And so that's what I was saying a little yeah. bit earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. So that dwelling coverage, that affects the other coverages that you have below that. So there's four property coverages. Yeah. There's the dwelling, like other structures, the personal property in the house, and then loss of use, right? Yeah. So if you're displaced. Mm-hmm. But all those those three additional coverages Come from are correct. They're so a percentage if I, of. If I'm insured correct. for 500 grand in a million correct. dollar property that I'm staying at the red roof in. Yeah. yeah. So that's and, why. And that, guess what's yeah. expensive in Massachusetts when you look yeah. at like your tax bill? It's all in the land, not in the building. Mm. So that's why, you know, that coverage, A, that dwelling coverage is so important because it, it's not only the structure itself, but it affects those other property coverages as well. So yeah. agents talk to your clients yeah. about looking yeah. at their insurance coverages. Yeah. Clients, talk to your agents, you yes. know, yeah, yeah, reach out for yeah, sure. Yeah, for the, for the, uh, the home buyers, sellers, past yeah. clients, whatever, like, I think that's the thing, you know, that I've always appreciated in a, in a good insurance person mm-hmm. is proactively, yeah. not obviously reactively yeah, yeah. checking some of these coverages. Like I remember in yeah. Florida when the hurricane was coming yeah, and I was like, I purposely did not pull the max out mm-hmm. because i was like hopefully this house doesn't like the, the west coast never gets hit yeah. by hurricanes so, so, so by the way yeah. th- thankfully the hurricane goes we like lost a fence and it would cost me like a thousand dollars to just put, put it back in and i literally go to jen i go i want you to guess how much this house is insured it was it was like probably 30 percent of purchase price mm-hmm. i don't even i don't even know how yeah. from a mortgage standpoint it was Th- even that true yeah yeah so florida is like sucks yeah. it sucks a yeah. nightmare so nightmare. i just changed carriers down there and they also are, are they it? dropping? Yeah, yeah, they sent me a yeah. cancellation because they want me to change my new, it's like three years old hot water heater Yeah, because it has corrosion on it. Yeah, so how did they know? Did they do? They did an inspection. Yeah. Th- so I'm I've telling had, you, that's, they're really cracking down. Yeah, there's a double tap, yeah. if you know what a double tap is in the electrical panel. That's when you tie two breakers, two things into one. It's in literally every home inspection since the beginning of time. Yeah. They want me to get a new electrical service. Oh, Like I a mean, whole new service? I need a new panel. Oh, wow. Because yeah. there's not enough space. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or I have to find whatever double tap this is and just illuminate it from from the electrical yeah. s- setup. Like wow. it's just, you know. So I so I changed carriers because, by the way, the previous carrier dropped me for no freaking reason. It's because, happening in yeah. mass too, though. You yeah. know what? We're getting that. We're seeing so underwriting. They're really cracking down on properties, and so people that are purchasing homes now. I know that they're waiving the inspections to be more competitive, um, but. I would suggest that they get the inspection right when they pass papers on the home. Get an inspector out to the house so they can be prepared for any big things that need to be done. So the client I was telling you about bought a new home. The carrier went out immediately to do the inspection, but thankfully they had had the home inspection done post-sale. Fixed, um, fixed a few things yeah, first. Yeah, right. They had it in, you know what, it wasn't fixed yet, but because they had the appointment set and because they were on top of it, um, the carrier had issued a 30-day cancellation, new purchase 30-day cancellation, um, but because the appointment was set to repair, not even the entire roof, it was part of the roof, um, they rescinded that. But And, you know, the other thing that the carriers are doing too, they're, they're really utilizing technology now mm. too. So drones and aerial photographs, and air, yeah, map views. And so they're looking for, like we anything. were talking, anything. They're looking for, you know, prior claims, unrepaired damage. They're yeah. looking they're looking down at the houses and looking at the roofs, right? And looking to see if there are any shingles in the Smart scene. Yeah. Right? Debris in the yard, tree overhang, any of that stuff. They are on yeah. top of it. It's crazy to think that, like, mass losses in different parts of the country yeah. have caused them to be significantly more proactive to... Yeah better because there's so many florida is the best example there's so many insolvent or poorly rated companies there now it's yeah, there's so much behind it, though. You, you know, things that we're aware of, we're not aware of. Yeah. Sometimes the states don't allow the insurance companies to take necessary rate to cover their losses. So what ends up happening is maybe they end up having to drop out of the state like we're seeing now and in different parts of the country. Well, and um, everything's so much more expensive to fix. And well, that's the other thing, too. It's not just like these weather-related Car- events. Cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I read an article goods, about yeah. the the major loss in Florida during that big hurricane mm-hmm. was not real estate it was cars cars right yeah. like cars were what was the major major loss and my my coach lives in fort myers and they had to fly to Asheville, north carolina to be able to find a car oh, because yeah. everybody in south florida lost their cars yeah. that there were and it was the inventory shortage so that just added to it and like you yeah. couldn't get a new car yeah. yeah, when you have localized losses like that, yeah. it makes it so much more challenging because the, the shortages in the supplies are real. So when you have everybody in one area that has a loss, it drives up the cost because you can't find the resources and, and then it affects the claims and then it affects the rates right. and so forth. Wild. Yeah. It is really, yeah. So, Angela, yes. if you were an agent yeah. and you didn't have a good relationship with an insurance person. You're like a realtor, you mean? Yeah, a realtor. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what would be the things you'd want to look for to like build a relationship with an insurance person to help your clients? Yeah, so if I was a realtor yeah. and I was looking for a real estate agent, well, I'd No, 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 oh, an insurance agent. Oh, if I was... A realtor yeah. who didn't have a good relationship yeah, yeah. with an insurance agent. Yeah. Like, what are the things yeah. they should be looking for to build so, in that yeah, relationship? I think accessibility, right? Because you have, sometimes you have things that come in last minute and you want to maybe get some quotes done quickly. Sure. Somebody that can maybe put some things to the side and quote no something doubt. quickly. One thing that's a little bit difficult to do, I will say, those like last minute flood policies, those are a little bit trickier to do. So yeah. have patience with that. That That's a little bit harder. Um, but you want accessibility and you want somebody that's going to be able to provide you with options, right? And um, ask you questions and, um, you know, just be able to get it done for you. 
All right. So agents yeah. listening, another yeah. great tool in your toolkit yeah. is to yeah. have a really solid relationship for with sure. an insurance person. Absolutely. It just strengthens your role in your no client's life for yeah. sure. Yeah. And from a customer service standpoint, it allows you to, again, just make sure that the process for the home buyer or yeah, seller, whoever it is, super seamless. Right? Yeah. Do you know what? We get a lot of phone calls too. People didn't don't realize that they need insurance, yeah. right? It's last so it's the eleventh hour, and they're closing. Need a binder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. You know, another thing too is um, cash buyers. Sometimes they don't think that they need insurance, and you know, technically you don't no, need right. insurance. But what I say to them is, okay, well, what about the liability aspect then? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no you doubt. have a pool. You plan on having your kids here, your grandkids here, using the pool. What happens if somebody gets hurt? Oh, okay, I see that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, interesting. Insurance is so cheap when you buy it as compared to a loss, right? Well, like a loss is, yeah. is going to be catastrophic right. potentially and, right. and significantly more expensive than the three, four, five, six, ten grand yeah. for, the, for the policies. Yeah. 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 Necessary evil. Yeah. No offense. So, well, you know, we can we call it like an insurance portfolio. Once you become a home buyer, you need to have, you know, you, you obviously yeah. have car insurance, you have your homeowner's insurance, you really should have that umbrella policy. It just becomes part of being a responsible adult and part of, like I said, no your insurance portfolio. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we were so glad that you were um, able to come and talk to us and, and sort of share your story with us. Uh, one thing, and I forgot to tell you this, yeah. my, my bad, uh, we end every podcast with the same question. Okay. And it is if you had one word to pick your next 12 months to, to describe that or what you're going to be focusing on or, or what your sort of goal or striving for in the next 12 months, what would that yeah. one word be? Awesomeness. Okay. Oh. And what yeah. does that mean to you? That means just more growth and just more accessibility to more people, more networking, just being awesome at what we're doing, um, awesome service, uh, providing awesome education to our clients, and experiencing awesome growth. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. I got him. All right. Well, let's thanks, guys. It was yeah. so much fun to be here. Um, I was how can nervous, how can people uh, how yeah. can people get a hold of you? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, our phone number is nine seven eight five nine four zero eight one five. That's old school, I guess. Our, I love it. Yeah. Email a turpin t u r p i n at zelik z e l l i k insurance dot com. Um, Do you have an there? at? Like so an at oh, tweet or like an Instagram. Uh, an at yeah. tweet. Did yeah. you say that? I did. Uh, a thread. A meta a thread. thread. What's your thread? Oh, um, it's the well, same as your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. At Zelic Insurance. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So see, I'm not, I'm like old school. I'm spewing out phone numbers and, and uh, emails and it's the at, right? That everybody wants. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for it. having yeah. me. It was a lot of fun. Cool. And it's an anticlimactic end. Yeah, so. that's, All right. That's how it ends. Cool. Thank you for listening to The Word Podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you could take a minute and leave us a quick review, not only do reviews give us valuable feedback, but every positive review tells the algorithm to push this episode out in front of more people. If you really want to help us out, send this podcast to someone who you think would benefit. Thank you so much, and we hope to see you next time when we talk about The Word.